Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. Education is taking place whenever and wherever we are willing to learn. I am your host, Roberto Germán, and our classroom is officially in session. Welcome back to our classroom. We have with us today, St. Clair Dietrich Jules, an award-winning filmmaker, photographer, author, activist, and public speaker. She captures personal stories and intimate moments entering, centering black liberation, immigrant justice, and women's rights. An Afro-Caribbean artist who remains rooted in her community, St. Clair grounds her work in radical love, joy, and the knowledge that a more just world is possible. Welcome, St. Clair. Thanks for being here with us today. And St. Clair is the author of My Hair is Like the Sun. Boom, there it is. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Welcome to our classroom. Glad you could be here with us. How you feeling? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Have my co-host for today, Annalise, my daughter. This is her first time co-hosting, and I'm glad that you could join me. Thanks for being here, Annalise. How you feeling today? Good. Excellent. Are you nervous? No. No? All right. Wonderful. Well, you recently published this book, My Hair is Like the Sun. It's a beautiful book, and we want to learn a little bit more. We've read it a few times. We've read your bio. We have some context, but our audience may not be familiar. So why don't we go ahead and start with the title of this book? Where did the title come from? So the title came from this idea that our hair really does resemble nature, right? I think that black hair is so versatile and it's reflected in the beauty that we see in the natural world all around us. And I guess a little bit of background for this comparison was that one of the women who I interviewed for a previous book, a black woman with an Afro had said that when she was a kid, uh, she was bullied for wearing her Afro. And they said that her classmates said that her hair looked like a tree and they called her tree girl. And so that sort of made me think about how our hair does resemble nature, but not in some sort of negative way that her classmates were trying to imply, but actually in this really positive and beautiful way. Yeah, there's this beauty in going the natural route. So I appreciate that. You're, you you have an Afro-Caribbean background. Can you talk to me a little bit about your background? Yeah. So my dad is from St. Bart's, which is a little island in the Caribbean in the French West Indies. And so he was born and raised there. And I have a lot of family still on the island. And I do go back to visit fairly frequently. So it's a really small island, but I have a lot of pride, you know, having roots there. Awesome. And while your your book doesn't get into some of the work you do in terms of immigrant justice, Black liberation, I, I am curious to hear a little bit about that. And being that my family's from Dominican Republic, my parents immigrated from the Dominican Republic. My wife was born in the Dominican Republic, immigrated to the United States. And so that's near and dear to my heart also, besides the fact that we lived in Texas for seven years. And so we were along the border. And there was a lot happening there, and we were in proximity to to people that have some 
serious stories and hardships they experienced in their home countries and were looking for refuge in the United States. So can you talk to me about your your work in terms of immigrant justice? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with my father being an immigrant in the U.S., he doesn't live here anymore. He lives in France now. But, you know, with my dad being an immigrant and then I grew up in Washington, D.C., which also has a large population of immigrants from all over, you know, Central America, Dominican Republic as well, uh, Asia, Africa, really everywhere. Uh, and, you know, a lot of a lot of immigrants here in D.C. have had really difficult stories, sort of like what you were saying, you know, um, with folks whose stories you heard along the border. Uh, I think in, in D.C. too, you know, a lot of the, the migrants who make their way here have also had, uh, you know, traumatic journeys, you know, arriving. And so I really got interested in sort of social justice when I got to college. And I did a documentary film project called Documented in 2017, right around the time when uh, then President Trump was trying to rescind the DACA program. So for people who don't know, DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. And so it was a program put in place by Obama that gave temporary legal protection to undocumented immigrants who had come to the U.S. at a young age. And of course, there were all these specific qualifications that you needed to meet to qualify for the program. But, you know, Trump was trying to rescind that program. And so there were several hundred thousand, you know, several hundreds of thousands of uh, young folks who would be affected if the program was rescinded. And so I did, a, you know, a documentary following the lives of nine DACA recipients, because for me, I feel like storytelling is a way to humanize groups who have been dehumanized um, in so many different ways. And so I think that when we hear each other's stories, we remember our shared humanity. And so that's sort of my preferred route of activism. And then more recently, I've been working on another project about uh, about immigrants, but that's sort of still in the works and will take a while to come together. Thanks for sharing. So th this book was illustrated by Tabitha Brown. Is that the actress? No, not the actress. It, uh, it's an illustrator. Yeah, but her name is Tabitha Brown as well. Okay, it's, it's beautiful. I'm curious to know, do you know these children and, and how were they selected to be part of this book? Yeah, so I, I actually photographed all the all the kids in this book. And so about maybe about half the kids in this book, I actually got to photograph in the Caribbean, not in the island where my dad is from, but in the island right next to it, uh, St. Martin, which more people might know than St. Than St. Bart's because St. Martin is a bit bigger, uh, but it's also part of the French West Indies, French and Dutch West Indies um, to, you know, two sides of the island. But uh, so some of the kids I got to photograph in St. Martin, and that was really cool because I felt like I got to keep a part of my, you know, Caribbean roots and showcase that through this book. Like here, for example, the two kids on, on either end, both of these girls are from St. Martin. And then the rest of the kids in the book, um, you know, so several kids from St. Martin and then the kids who weren't from St. Martin were here in the U.S. And so I had to, you know, use a variety of ways to to find all these kids. But yes, I, I did meet them all to photograph them. And at least you have a question. I actually have three. Well, why don't you ask one first? 
So what do you think about your book? What do I think about my book? What do you like about your book? Oh, what do I like about my book? I like that it's joyful or hopefully it comes across as joyful because I think that everybody, including Black children, deserve to feel joy around all aspects of their life, but especially when it comes to our hair, because oftentimes when we're kids, we're taught that our hair isn't good enough, right? If it's a certain texture. And so I I like that it hopefully can help kids, can help Black kids see the beauty in their own hair. Do you feel like it helps to see the beauty in your hair? Sometimes you, you feel frustrated with your hair, right? You want to talk about that a little bit? No? All right, go ahead. Ask your second question. Um, where did you get the photos from? So the photos, I took all the photos with, oh, I thought my camera might be next to me, but it's not right now. But I took all the photos uh, with my Canon camera, and then I put them all into my computer, edited them a little bit, and sent them to my publisher. Are you finding a huge difference between the photo quality with the Canon versus like the newest models of these phones. I'm interested, I'm not a photographer, but that's something that's been on my mind when I'm seeing like, wow, you know, Google Pixel or the iPhones, they're, they're really coming up. And so what, what are you seeing from your lens as a photographer in terms of quality difference? Yeah, I actually have a really old Canon camera and I have a newer camera, but for some reason, I just really like my Canon and I like that, you know, you can with Canon, you can always get new lenses and it'll fit on the camera. So that's really nice. But the body, you know, is is the same and I'm really used to it at this point. I like it a lot. I know that a lot of phones have really good quality now, not not mine because mine is still an iPhone 8. And so the quality definitely isn't as good as my Canon. Um, I haven't done too much cell phone photography. One thing that I've noticed, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like a lot of iPhones or even Androids, the quality of the camera goes down over time. And you know what I mean? I feel like I have friends who will get a new iPhone and the camera quality will be great for a few months or for a year. But then after that, it sort of starts to to go down a bit. And I feel like with my with my camera, the quality is always the same. Yeah, I think there might be some truth to that. And at least you you asked what does St. Clair like most about her book? What do you like most about her book? Um, I like the photos of the kids. I Thank do too. I, I do too. I love how you centered Black children, Black joy, Black hair. And I, I think it's in, important that we're affirming our children. And so I, I really appreciate the affirmation, the different hairstyles, right? The the diversity of our hair. Is, yeah. Is beauty. I wanted to showcase that too. So, you know, one of the little kids has locks and some of them have tighter curl patterns, looser curl patterns, different hairstyles. One girl has twists, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that you you know noted that and that you like that about the book yeah i used to have locks and so i feel like when i'm looking at this kid you know and i had him as an adult but when i'm looking at his hair it's reminded me of me and then when i'm 
seeing some of the other children in here and their hairstyles. It reminds me of Annalise and, and my daughter Sol also. So it excellent, excellent photos that you took and the way you've placed them. You have another question there. Why don't you go ahead and ask your, your third question? So my third question and last is, how did you get the photo of the stars? Ooh, the illustration or the photo? The photo. The photo. Of, of uh, this kid? Yes. Well, yeah. stars. How'd you get to get those? The stars. Oh, so the stars is actually... Um, an illustration. So the illustrator actually was able to to illustrate all these stars. And so for the little boy, I photographed him on a really sunny day where the sun was shining a lot in his hair. So, you know, sort of looked like stars. And then I gave the my publisher and the illustrator all of my photos. And then she's the one who was able to make illustrations sort of similar to the photos. And so, yeah, I agree. It looks really realistic, right? It looks almost like a picture. <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about your process as an author, marketing your book and keeping it in the presence of the public? Annalise, she illustrates, she writes. I, I could see her publishing something in the future if that's what she desires to do. But I also want her to understand some of the processes that we experience as authors. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's important to maybe this sounds cheesy, but I do think it's important to, you know, believe in yourself if you do want to be an author or an illustrator and to surround yourself with people who also believe in you and who believe in your dream, right? Because it is sort of a more non-traditional career path or, you know, hobby if you, if you choose to go that route. And so for me, it was really important to have people around me who believed in in what I was doing and so you know I my first step was to get an agent and that took a while but once I got an agent she was able to find an editor uh, at a publishing house for me and then once the you know this so this was my first book my beautiful black hair 101 natural hair stories from the sisterhood and so when this book was released and you know several months before it was released I was reaching out to a bunch of journalists I was reaching out to you know, influencers. I was reaching out to, I also photographed a bunch of people for this book. So I was reaching out to all of the women who I had interviewed and photographed for this book, you know? Um, so I was going, you know, lots of different avenues to try to promote using social media also. And, uh, you know, same, same for, for this book as well. And so I feel like with, with something like, uh, you know, writing or illustrating, it is, again, non-traditional. And so I feel like you're always looking for ways to make connections. You know, just recently, my uncle and his wife who live in Mississippi told me that their one of their friend's daughters is a natural hair guru. And so I'm going to, you know, we're going to, I'm going to be put in contact with her, like that kind of thing. So it's a lot about you know, finding connections in in all different ways and all different places and just always being open to meet new people who are interested in the same things as you. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, if, if you had an opportunity to have lunch with any author, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a great question. I think I would love to meet 
bell hooks. I think that she just had so much clarity around love and what love is. And I think that that's something, you know, her, her, one of her most famous books is is called all about love. And she talks a lot about love um, in her works and not just romantic love, but also familial love, platonic love, you know, friendship, sisterhood, all of that. And I, I think that in a lot of my work, I'm focused on love, right. In particular self-love and then also sort of communal love, like showing love to our communities, whether that's the black community, the immigrant community, the women, you know, community of women, whatever it is, you know, whoever that community is. Um, and so I would love, you know, I would have loved to be able to sit down with her one day and, and just listen to her, to her talk more. Yeah, I'm sure that would be insightful. So what's the message of encouragement that you want to offer the audience? I think I think I would encourage everybody to feel empowered to to live in accordance with your values if that makes sense, right? And so whatever that may be um so in in terms of how we're treating ourselves, you know, making sure that we are treating ourselves with love and respect and you know for kids for kids especially I mean for kids but for adults too you know I think that oftentimes this is something I've been talking about with my friends a lot recently is oftentimes we'll have a lot of negative self-talk right and the way we talk to ourselves is often in a way that we wouldn't talk to our friends or anybody else but it's easy to be so down on ourselves right and so I think that I would encourage everybody to as much as possible work on self-love work on being able to encourage ourselves right to to follow whatever career we want to follow whatever hobby we want right because it's not like anything anything we're interested in it doesn't have to be our career right like if you Annalise just wanted to illustrate for fun right not everything has to be about making money like I think it's also really important to do things just for the joy and the love of it too and so I think that's I think that's what I would encourage everybody to do right and then surround yourselves with people who have similar ideals and who also are working on living like the most happy and full lives as possible beautiful lastly where can folks purchase your book and also where can people follow you yeah so people can purchase my book uh wherever books are sold so it's on amazon it's on bookshop.org it's on the Chronicle Books website, which is my publisher, Barnes & Noble. If you go to your local bookstore, if they don't have it in stock, you can ask them to stock it for you and they should be able to, to get a copy if you know you want to shop local and support independent bookstores. And then people can follow me. I'm on, let's see, on Instagram. It's just at St. Clair Dietrich Jules. So it's my whole name. I'm not sure if you're able to put that in the notes of this episode, but it's just S-T-C-L-A-I-R. D-E-T-R-I-C-K-J-U-L-E-S, just at St. Clair Dietrich Jules. And then if people want to connect with me, you can contact me through my website, which is also just www.stclairdietrichjules.com. And everybody should feel free to, you know, connect with me for, for anything at all. Well, thanks for your time. It's great to read your book, learn a little bit more about your story, encouraged by 
the the characterization of the children in this book and and just the way the story flows uh, again very affirming and i think our children need more affirming stories um so annalise any final words before we wrap up all right well st Clair, it's been a pleasure looking forward to continuing to connect and build with you and wish you the best with your book my hair is like the sun thank you so much i appreciate it and annalise i'm i'm so honored that i got to be here for your first episode appearance thank you thank you <laughs> as always your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated be sure to subscribe rate the show and write a review finally for resources to help you understand the intersection of race, bias, education, and society, go to multiculturalclassroom.com. Peace and love from your host, Roberto Germán.